we have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got our way to win. It's simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Jokic. What is up, everybody? Jenna Garcia here, the host of the Chicken Nuggets podcast, bringing you our fourth episode of the fifth season of this podcast. It kind of is crazy. Time has flied. I honestly don't know if it's the fourth or the fifth season because there were like two seasons of basketball in one year, and I don't remember if I counted that as a new season of the podcast. But if I did, then this would be the fifth season. If I didn't, I think this would be the fourth season. Anyway, time has been a whole kind of concept, right? With um, the pandemic and everything that happened, I feel like I have really lost my ability to understand time in the sense of like, what day is today? Other than the Nuggets play today or the Nuggets don't play today, right? (laughs) That's kind of how my days are divided nowadays. So um Last episode, we kind of got into a little bit of the nitty gritty with this Denver Nuggets team, but I was hesitant to do so just because I didn't want to jump to any conclusions when we're really only a few games into the season, right? So we're about a week later, and I mean, it's inevitably going to happen where I'm going to say something wrong. I'm going to get something wrong for sure. Uh, when it comes to predictions with this team, because there's humans playing this game. And of course, um, humans don't always do what we expect them to do. <laughs> the Nuggets plays against the Pacers tonight in Indiana. The Pacers are 5-5, five and five, a 500 team, and the Nuggets are 7-3. and three. In that last episode, I kind of talked to you about the details that Michael Malone had laid out for his team from the jump training camp he was specific with them about certain things um certain ways that he wanted to measure their success this season one of which was beating 500 teams beating teams who are at 500 or below uh with their record indiana would fall into that category not a very interesting team um i was looking at their roster to prepare for the pod and i literally could only name like a handful of people on that team that I know their names and actually have an image of how they play basketball in my mind. I knew a lot of the names, but couldn't remember them playing basketball. So this should be a a team and an opponent that the Nuggets roll through, right? If they are playing the way that they should be playing, the way they played this last two games against the Spurs was not too bad. I'll take a couple more of those wins, (laughs) if you know what I mean. Uh, Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
marketing, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Seven and three now, your Denver Nuggets are looking very good out there. Um, Two things that I really want to talk about, though, today specifically uh, are Michael Porter Jr., Nikola Jokic, and the Big surprise. hop into it and I definitely want to get us off on the right foot by talking about the most positive thing I could think of right now for this Denver Nuggets team and that's Michael Porter Jr. First of all just so exciting I if you saw me on the DNBR pod earlier at the beginning of the season I think it maybe they had played one regular season game maybe they hadn't yet just preseason when I uh, went on DNBR uh, I spoke about my hesitancy to just believe in MPJ, I guess, because I'm so nervous about his back. And I said on the pod, on the DNBR pod, and I'll say it on this pod now, like that has nothing to do with Michael Porter Jr. and everything to do with my fear because it's not just an MPJ issue. It's a Denver Nuggets issue. We have yet to see somebody come back at le- within the Denver Nuggets system, have an injury as bad as MPJ's, as bad as Jamal's, and come back and be successful with this Denver Nuggets team. I think that's where my biggest hesitancy came from. Um, what we've seen so far is that MPJ has had tremendous success. Look, I know the Nuggets are only 7-3. and three. They've only played 10 games. But let's just run through some of these numbers for MPJ so that you get a feel for exactly how incredible he's been playing. First of all, points per shot attempts. MPJ right now in his ranking for points per shot attempt, he's the highest ranking Denver Nugget on that list uh, when you look at that stat specifically. He has a 129.8 points per shot attempts that he's taking this season. That's a lot. That's a lot. And it's so exciting just to see him um, doing so well, doing what he loves to do, which is play offense so, so well. But I have to commend his defense as well, and we will get to that for sure. Before I do, I want to make sure everybody knows a couple more stats about how just how well MPJ is shooting this year. From the field, he's taken 117 shots. 67 of those have been threes. 117 shots, 67 of which have been threes. And he's making those threes 
49% of the time. He has 30, I mean, it's really practically 50%. Obviously, 67 is an odd number. So if it was 66, he's made 33, boom, 50%. He's made 33 of 67, so it's a little bit shy of the 50% mark, but I mean, he's practically there. And what's crazy about it, what I thought, like, when I really dug into the numbers, I thought, oh, but I bet you he's missing a lot of bunnies or he's missing in other places on the floor. No, no, he's not. MPJ is shooting at the same clip from three and from everywhere on the floor. 49%. Of those 117 shots, he has made 57 of those, making him a 50% shooter from the field and from three. He has an eight-game streak of three or more threes. And let me tell you, I have been riding that bet. Every single one of my parlays has included MPJ for two or more threes or three or more threes. Obviously, at the beginning, I was thinking, well, let's just do two. He was getting pretty good odds at two. And then it was just too easy. So we moved him up to three or more threes. He hit that three times straight for me, at least in my parlays, but eight games straight, he's hit three or more threes. This dude is on fire. I have to imagine that teams will start playing him differently soon. That teams will start, I mean, it's not that teams haven't already tried to take away the three from him. They have. And MPJ's talked a little bit about how when teams are trying to keep him from shooting, how he can continue to move on the floor in order to create space, cutting on the floor, how much attention he takes away from the defense when he cuts through the middle, he gets his teammates open, and he seems to be taking that to heart a lot more, which is actually really exciting to to see because I've said this for years now, and I'm sure if you're a faithful listener to the Chicken Nuggets podcast, you have heard me rant about MPJ and his, his standing still when he's not part of the offensive game plan and how much that irks me because he is so dominant. He is such an attention grabber like for the defense. He, he grabs their attention. You have to respect a 50% shooter when he's out on the floor. And so, yeah, when Michael Porter Jr. is out there with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, maybe he could do some standing around, although that's literally the best time for him to be cutting because Yoke will find him. However, this season, Michael Porter Jr. has been staggering with the second unit. He's Malone is doing that so that he can be the primary scorer in that second unit and look for his buckets, where he, and that would require him to move. I know last game against the Spurs, he had 24 points, so there was no... <laughs> he didn't need to get more active out there necessarily, get more shots up necessarily. He got his shots, and he drained the shots that he got. I think he had like four threes in like the first half. It was wonderful. I like him starting to trust in MPJ shooting like I trust in Nikola Jokic shooting, which is crazy to think. Um, but it's the one part of my parlay I'm not stressed about. So if you haven't heard, I'm doing one parlay for every single Nuggets game. I'm sharing it on my social media channels. So make sure to follow me at Vita Viva Diva if you want to hop on those parlays. I put out a few that have won and I've put out a few that have lost, but my theory on these is only put $5 on it. It's going to have at least like plus 800 odds because that's what I do when I do parlays. A lot of times it's plus a thousand or more odds. So you put five bucks on it. If it hits, 
that's incredible because you're taking you're walking home with a much a lot more money than five bucks. But if it doesn't hit, if there's one or two things that don't hit, you know, people, for example, my last parlay, uh, Trey Jones didn't hit two threes, but he did hit one. And Nikola Jokic didn't get to 11 assists. He had eight. So I lost on those two legs of the parlay, but I learned something from that because it's so early in the season. I think it's a good time to kind of mix and match these parlays, especially when these teams haven't seen each other yet, or this is their first or second time seeing each other. I've really enjoyed cooking up the parlays as a way to get to know both the team coming into the building or the the opponent and the Nuggets, know who I can count on in which kind of situations. One thing that's totally screwed me, though, has been the blowouts because the Nuggets are offense. When they are playing really, really well, Yoke on the floor, MPJ on the floor, Aaron Gordon on the floor, Jamal Murray on the floor. There was a point in the last Spurs home game where we were looking at the numbers post-game, Matt Moore, Ryan Blackburn, Asher and myself were all sitting there in the media room and they're like, their offense was like a 149, bro. Their offensive rating during the minutes that when the starters were on the floor, which is just outstanding, which is like why it's so important for MPJ to continue to move when he's on the floor. He's getting looks. He's definitely getting looks. Although I will say in that second Spurs game at San Antonio, I did think those minutes that he played with the second unit, he staggered with Bones out there, and Bones had cooked the Spurs in game one at Ball Arena. And and I think that that kind of affected it. So it could just be this is a one-time thing. But it just seemed like Bones wasn't really getting MPJ in the mix, right? He wasn't looking for him. There was a lot of standing around by MPJ, so it's not like it takes two to tango, people. Bones was looking for his shot, and... MPJ wasn't cutting. He was standing around. So that is my only worry about MPJ is in that second unit, he's got to be the most active guy. He's got to be the Nikola Jokic on the floor to make those minutes with the second unit really count. I think he's really got to be moving a lot more. And I don't know that Bones is going to find him if he's not moving and cutting because Bones is always moving. And I will say, I said earlier I was going to talk about MPJ's defense. I will say his defense seems to have improved a lot, at least when it comes to the amount of effort he's putting on the floor. One thing I have not seen until this season, he's been in the league for three seasons. He's played three years, and I have not seen MPJ diving on the floor for a loose ball. I saw that this season. I know it's only 10 games in, but I'm hoping that that's going to be a continued uh, attribute, a continued characteristic of his defense he has been at least putting in the effort that it takes whether he's gonna ever become one of these great defenders like Bruce Brown and and when I say that I'm talking you know great Nuggets defenders he's never gonna be a Gary Harris he's never gonna be a Bruce Brown he is not a defensive guy but the effort that he's been putting in on the defensive end has improved so much that like millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He doesn't feel like he is the guy they're going at specifically anymore. And that's saying something because Jamal Murray's on the floor too. And Jamal has been injured as well over the last couple seasons. Like you guys know, it's MPJ and Jamal. They, they're going at Jamal more than they're going at MPJ. And that has been shocking for me. So kudos to MPJ for playing good defense. Um, keep it up. That's all I ask. Just keep it up. All right, next up on the agenda, and absolutely a topic that we need to discuss because my DMs will not stop, you guys. I cannot tell you how many messages, how many people, how many times I have had this conversation. And what's funny about the whole thing is that I have not always been on the Nikola Jokic bandwagon. When he first came to Denver, I was not that thrilled about the way that they were using him or the way that he was playing, really. Um, Obviously, I was wrong. Let me say that louder. And again, I was so wrong about Nikola Jokic. (laughs) It was not him. He is... Like, you know that that one TikTok where they're like, is it me? Am I the problem? That's like what Nicola's coaches should have been saying <laughs> in those first couple years. It should They should have done one of those TikToks because it was not Nicola that was the problem. Nicola is, is not the problem. I don't think he's the problem in this team either. Although the conversation I'm referring to is the fact that so many people have reached out to talk about how Nicola is having a slow start. Oh my God, Nicola is be is not being aggressive. Oh my God, Nicola is not getting as many rebounds as he got last year. Oh my God, Nicola, he's not even trying to shoot the ball. He's just passing the ball. Well, I compared year to year, and I know you're probably thinking, well, year to year, there's you know a lot more games to compare from the past years, and this season is only ten games in. Good point. I'm glad you brought that up. This season is only ten games in. And Nikola Jokic, your two-time MVP, let me repeat myself, your two-time MVP, over the last two years, he has had such outstanding numbers that he has won the most valuable player of the regular season, not once, but twice. I'm sorry, but let's just, like, let's just be humans here for a second, and let's, like, get on each other's level. I don't know what you do. 
you guys probably don't know all that goes into what I do, but to be an MVP at something, if you've ever won like most valuable employee at your job, you had to be on top of your shit. Not one day, not for a week, not for a month. If you won employee of the month, one month, how many did you win? Have you won it more than one time, more than one month in a row? Because the kind of dedication that it takes to win employee of the month for 24 months in a row is ridiculous, right? Okay, let's say you didn't win it 24 months in a row, but you won it half of the months out of the last year and a little bit more than half of the months out of the year before that. So you really are grinding. The the effort, my point is the effort that it takes to be the best, the most valuable in an, a league that has hundreds of players, that has players like Giannis and LeBron, like these incredible athletes that he's competing with. For him to have won it twice, he had to be on top of his shit so hard. Like you have no idea. You, I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you do. Because again, I don't know what you do for work. So maybe you have one employee of the month every year at your job for the last several years. That's impressive. You have the kind of mindset that it takes to be a champion. I commend you. However, not everyone has that mindset. The mindset that you need in order to be a champion or to be an MVP, you have to be grinding every single day. One thing that I have learned about moving out of a job where I worked for an employer and into a field where I work for myself is that if I don't do the work, I don't get paid. Shit doesn't get done. Like literally, if I don't get out of bed, it's not like my old job where like, oh, I would get a paycheck either way. No, you have to have a consistent schedule. And all the greats will tell you this. All the greats will tell you that it's not that the talent that'll get you there. The talent might get you in the room, but it's your effort, your consistency, your work ethic that comes in every single day that gets you to the top. Kobe would say that. LeBron would say that. Like all these different players, right? They all have different talent levels. They all were in the room. And all of those guys had the type of work ethic to win an MVP because they were all in their bag grinding every day. Every single day they are committed to the routine and when you're committed to something, like the commitment is a huge piece, which is why Michael Malone has talked about discipline so much. Now that we got that out the way, we can really talk about Nicola and if his quote unquote slow start is as slow as everyone thinks. Let's just look at the numbers. I looked at them per 100 possessions. He's getting about the same amount of minutes, no surprise there, as every season that he's played in the league so far. When it comes to his points, per 100 possessions, because we're not looking at per game, we're looking at per 100 possessions. If we're looking at points, yes, his points, he's scoring less. He's about scoring about as much as he was in the 2019-2020 season. He's 30, 31 points per game is his average per 100 possessions. Excuse me. That's a little bit down from last year where he was at 39 points per 100 possessions. Last year, he had to score at that clip. He didn't have other shooters on the floor shooting 50% like MPJ is. He didn't have Jamal Murray. He didn't have other guys to go to. Not to mention, he's got guys on the team like KCP, Bruce Brown, 
all dropping threes. He's been dishing dimes, and when you look at his assists, it shows. His assists are up. He's at 13.5 assists per 100 possession. He has never, that's the highest number he's hit in any given season for assists, which makes sense, right? He's got his main guys back. He's got MPJ shooting at a high percentage. He's got Jamal for the two-man game. He's got AG for his two-man game. And not only that, he's dishing it to Jeff Green when he comes in off the bench or dishing it out to KCP or Bruce Brown for three. So it's been a lot more assists than it has been shots, which reflects in his per 100 possession minutes. And I don't think it's anything to worry about because the points are coming from another place. Obviously, if MPJ were out, if Jamal were out, some of the threats on the offensive side of the ball were not available to him, those numbers might increase. You might see Jam- you might see Nicola. I was going to say Jamal. You might see Nicola take a jump in his attempts per game and his field goal percentage probably increases, his points per game probably increases because he's taking more shots. He is taking far fewer shots than he took last year or the year before that, or the year before that. His attempts per game is back to about where he was in the 2015-2016 season per 100 possessions. Um, He shot, in his rookie season, 17.2 field goal attempts. Right now he's at 18.2 field goal attempts. And again, I don't think that that's something to worry about, but we'll keep an eye on it. He's shooting 50 excuse me, 61% from field goal range, which is actually better than years past. And again, there's only been 10 games. Yes, we're doing per 100 possessions. Per 100 possessions, he's shooting 61%. That could change with a bigger sample size. Uh, But last year, he shot 58%, 56% the season before before that. And um, it kind of fluctuates up and down. The worst that Nicola has ever shot from the field was 49.9, so 50%, uh, in 2017, 2018. But right now he's shooting the best field goal percentage that he's shot per 100 possessions so far. So that's my big reason why I really don't think that we need to worry about um, how many shots he's putting up, how um, how aggressive he's being, which is a message I get so often. It's so funny. You guys uh, hear that on the broadcast, right? Like he's not being aggressive. He's not being aggressive in the at the paint at the rim. So that's why he doesn't have that many shots. That's why he hasn't gone to the free throw line. Blah 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 blah. If you ask me, he's shooting sixty one percent from the field. It's better than any year he's ever played so far. Let's give him cut him some slack. When we look at the other stats for Nicola per one hundred possessions, he is shooting fewer threes this season so far. And he's making them at a lower rate this season so far per 100 possessions. Uh, But the biggest number that stood out to me was actually his rebounds. Now, again, Nicola has more people on the floor, uh, better players on the floor and around him this season, including better rebounders. Like Michael Porter Jr. is going to take up some of those rebounds. Aaron Gordon is going to take some of those rebounds. Per 100 possessions right now, he is pulling down 15.2 rebounds, which is about the same as the 2020-2021 season that he played 
well, the the team played in the bubble. Um, but that's not really where it stands out. He he's had other seasons where he's pulling down about fifteen rebounds per game, most of which are defensive rebounds. And then a handful of which are offensive rebounds. And that's where it kind of the bigger discrepancy is. He's been averaging about four offensive rebounds per game since he came into the league, really. 5.2 per 100 possessions, 5, 3.9, 4.4, 3.5, 4.4, 4.4. This season, only 2.3 offensive rebounds per game. All of those numbers make so much sense because he's taking less shots. He's assisting on more shots, right? And then getting back on defense, he's not going up for those putbacks as much as he was. So less offensive rebounds. I would like to see that number improve a bit uh, just because I think that that's an area that the team could definitely improve with those second chance points. But his assists have gone up. His turnovers have are about the same as last year. Um, actually, a little bit down from last year, but about the same. And his steals have improved. He is stealing the ball more often than he was in the majority of his years per 100 possessions. Again, so... While, yes, I'll say I get it. I get why everyone's kind of concerned that Nicola's not playing like Nicola. Nicola's not. He is playing like Nicola, first of all. First of all, he is playing like Nicola. Nicola's first thought is assist. They actually made a, we made a whole video at Denver Stiffs talking about this after the last game where we were joking because Bones Highland made a comment about how much he loves plays where there's an assist, where he gets to be the person assisting on the play because it makes two people happy he's happy because he assisted on the play and the other person's happy because they scored uh that's a Nikola Jokic go-to phrase Nikola loves a good assist and we made a, a video about it on Denver Stiffs if you haven't checked it out go ahead and go over check it out it's so funny you get to see a little bit of both their personalities but Nikola says that Bones is copying him because he said that first and that's so true. He did say it first. But point being, I think Nicola is just fine. We have to understand and start to treat him like the superstar that he is. Maybe he's not a superstar in the sense that he doesn't command the media's attention, but he is a superstar in the sense that he needs to look at this season long-term like superstars do and see where he can get his teammates involved and where he can find some rest. Like, load management is a real thing. This is a two-time MVP coming off of consecutive years being the MVP. That means having the best numbers in almost every category for two years straight. At this point, he is trying to get his teammates involved, make his teammates shine. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, KCP, Christian Brown, uh, all of those guys. Bruce Brown, Bones Highland, he has had he is really just focused on making them shine right now because he's been shining. He's been shining. His numbers have been shining. Everybody finally noticed Nikola Jokic. And guess what? He hates being noticed. He hates it. He doesn't want to be noticed at all. 
So I don't think we should worry too much about his slow start. I think we need to give him just a break and remember that this is a load management year. We don't want Nicola playing like an MVP every single game. That wouldn't help this team. What helps this team is getting everybody involved so that when Nicola isn't able to play, God forbid, knock on wood, everybody, everybody better knock on wood right now. But if there ever comes a moment when he's unable to play, we want to make sure that this team, he wants to make sure that this team has other options. And they do. And that's why his numbers don't look the same as years past. Because you have MPJ shooting 50%. Not from the free, from the three-point line only. From the field, folks. From anywhere on the court. Anytime you pass him the ball, he is going to, like, 50-50 chance he's going to make it or miss it. 50-50. You know how good of a shooter you have to be to be 50-50? Well, Nikola Jokic does, and that's why he's looking for those guys to get them open and get them involved in the game. Gotta love it. Honestly, it makes me respect Nikola even more and respect the team even more. I'm so excited to hear that uh, Michael Malone is looking at this season as a full 82 games and looking for places to rest his players because because that's what championship-level teams, championship-caliber teams do. LeBron James load manages. Kawhi Leonard load manages. Like, the best of the best load manage. Why? Because 82 games is ridiculous. 82 games that aren't all important. Hint, hint, Adam Silver and the rest of the NBA. We don't need this many games. If you wanted to make the games more valuable, make there be less so that every single game Nicola has to play like an MVP. Right now, he doesn't have to do that. And I am loving it. I've never been so excited for an NBA season in my life. The Denver Nuggets are actually contending and they will contend during this playoff run. So if you aren't on the bandwagon, you might want to hop on now. I'm just saying we won't accept you. I don't accept you because I know you just a bandwagon hopper. But, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just kidding. We'll accept you. We accept you. We want all Nuggets fans. We want the whole world to be Nuggets fans because we have been outshined, straight up forgotten about, and we deserve ours. Karma, we've been putting it in. We've been putting in the good karma for years. It's about to be a Nuggets championship in the house, y'all. And Nikola Jokic is about to raise up that trophy. I'm so hyped. The Nuggets have the Pacers tonight, the Celtics, the Bulls, the Knicks at home, and then two games at Dallas against the Mavs. Quickly running through those teams, the Pacers are 5-3. and three. They allow some of the most threes attempted and made by opponents. So if you're looking to bet on tonight's game, make sure you take some threes. I would take MPJ over three and a half threes. It might be even Bones threes. Um, and... Maybe even KCP over some threes if you're looking for a parlay or something like that. The Celtics, easily the toughest team that the Nuggets are going to face on this next five-game streak. They'll head to Boston after this Pacers game. The Celtics have the number one offensive rating with 117 points. They're 7-3 and three right now, their record. And they're only letting up, uh, allowing 113 points to opponents. So... Denver will have to fight for a win in Boston. That'll be a huge game to pay attention to, to see just how well they compete at a level with a team that has the same type of caliber of players as the Nuggets have. 
Then they'll face the Bulls, the Knicks at home, and then two games on the road against the Mavs, which will be a really fun matchup. The Mavs are number two in offensive rating right now in the league with 116.6, so slightly below the Celtics. And they have a better defense than the Celtics right now. They're only allowing 110 points to their opponents. So those, for me, are the next couple of games that are going to be really important to watch if we want to see what the Nuggets are made of for real. But that's going to wrap it up for me, Jenna Garcia, here on the Chicken Nuggets podcast. Make sure to tune in every single week if you can. Listen in the car or on a walk with your dog in the morning. That's what I do for sure. And if you can't listen, make sure to drop a review. I would much appreciate it. I don't even think I have I might have like a handful of reviews, but not even more than 10. We get to 100 reviews. I don't know. I'll do something crazy. Dye my hair blue or something. I don't know. What do you all want? Leave it in your review. Let me know. And thanks for tuning in to the Chicken Nuggets podcast. Make sure to follow me, Jenna Garcia, at Vida Viva Diva on all the social media for all the inside scoops on the Nuggets. And we'll see you all next time here on the Chicken Nuggets podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.